Today's going, to be, uh, today's going to be a lot of fun. I don't normally preach. Um, when I do, it's, it's usually like the last day of the year or Mother's Day or Father's Day um, when attendance is really low and people are exhausted. That's when I preach. Um, last year when I preached, I preached about hope and I wore a Browns shirt. So this year, we're talking about perspective. We can all, you know, be upset about this, and we stayed up late for absolutely no reason. Perspective. What's that? I know, but did you guys see what his daughter was wearing? She had that Clemson hoodie on. I know, I know. I tried to get her to stand behind a bigger pine tree. She wasn't having it. Um... All right, so what we're going to be talking about today is, is perspective, and I, I really enjoy what uh, uh, Brother Kurt was uh, talking about um, as far as he, he didn't let the world's, the world's circumstances, the circumstances around him, uh, determine his perspective. It was the truth of what God put in his heart that determined his perspective. Um, we, we, were, we were talking this morning, uh, me and the elders, and... Um, this has been a rough year for a lot of people. Anybody have a rough year? <laughs> um, I had a roller coaster of a year, and it got to the point where uh, um, I actually hit a deer with my truck. And it was, it was a cold, rainy fall day. I bow hunt. I love to hunt. I gun hunt. I'm after deer all season long. The only one I got this year was with an F-150. So that's the, that's the way my year has been. It's been ups and downs, um, but I, I hit this deer, and it was at the end of a long, long week. Stuff was going wrong at work. Stuff was going wrong with my kids. Uh, this and that was going stressful, to the max stressful. Then I hit a deer on my way to work, and I get out, and it's drizzling on me. I had one of those, is that all you got kind of moments. You guys ever have those? Like, what's, what's next? Um, I lost my perspective. My perspective was on my circumstances around me, knowing that I can change my situation at work, I can do better with my family, I can be more responsible financially. Those are some of the things that I was struggling with. Wasn't much I could do about that deer coming at me. Like, she was going somewhere. <laughs> she was right out in front of me. Nothing I could do about that. But... Um, it did have an impact on my perspective, and I got to thinking about it, and I usually pray all the way to work, and, uh, because I've got a long drive, and a lot of y'all to pray for. <laughs> but uh, I, as I'm driving to work, and I'm praying, and I'm like, I just hit this deer, I, I just started laughing. Like, the joy of the Lord filled me, and it wasn't just like, <laughs> lost in my mind for a moment. Like, I was... I was I was truly delighting in the Lord because uh, perspective could have been so much worse. Could have totaled my truck if I was thinking, whatever. But God was watching out for me. Deer lived, uh, didn't total my truck, made it to work on time. Uh, little things like that started running through my mind. And uh, I, I started praising God, even though I was in the, the lowest of the lows. We, we think about David. He was man after God's own heart. Wrote all the Psalms. Um, Mark Lowry has a really funny joke because David goes way up here to way down here, way up here, way down here, highs and lows throughout all of the Psalms. Does anybody know who Mark Lowry is? Or am I dating myself? 
<laughs> the, he, uh, he had a joke, and he said uh, something along the lines of, uh, uh, if they'd have had Prozac back in David's time, we wouldn't have the Psalms, right? Because he's, he's all over the map. And uh, I told you I was going to work that in today. But he's all over the map, uh, highest of highs and lowest of lows, and it happens in a really, really short period of time. Um, and what I started realizing as I'm, as I'm going through and preparing for this is uh, when, when we hit those high points in our lives, how, how, how long do we usually stay there? Ride it for a little while, but not really, not really super long, right? What usually happens? Life lose our perspective, you know, we forget what got us up here. Ah, I was getting parched. But uh, yeah, we, for, we forget what got us up here, and that's, that's God, you know, God's blessing. As we're, as we're living in accordance with his will and we're, we're acting out our gifts according to what he wants for our lives, um, man, he, he can bless us. He can bless us when we're, you know, going downhill, um, but as long as we're living for him, he wants to continue to bless us. So when we're, when we're at the pinnacle, we're in, when we're at our heights, uh, I'm, here in a second I'm going to read quite a bit of Psalms, and it's David just like talking about how good God is, and he's actually promoting other people to testify, right? Woo! Good morning. <laughs> All right. So he's, uh, he's, he's at the height of, of one of his high points in life, and he's promoting people to testify, then all of a sudden, very next chapter, there's a huge drop-off. And what happens is when we hit those high points in life, uh, we praise God for a season. We're like, you're so good. Look what you've done for me. Look where you've brought me from, and now I'm up here, and, well, I got it from here. I don't need you so much, right? You Down the other side we go. Isn't that usually the way that it happens? That, or am I just weird? Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. I do, I do. But this is fun. Another thing that God smacked me in the head with as I was preparing for this is uh, we, we talk about the, the, our spiritual gifts in here, right? And how to, how to best utilize our spiritual gifts, uh, the talents that God has given us to glorify Him. I had to come to the realiza realization that I'm not a teacher. Did you guys know that? I didn't, but I'm not good at it. What I'm good at and what I believe God has blessed me with is encouraging people, um, just talking to people, having relationship with people. So today is not so much a stand-up-here-and-lecture-style teaching, because I'm not good at that. So today is more of an interactive, I would like it to be, interactive, uh, relational kind of uh, teaching, sermon, just hanging out together, right? <coughs> talking about God's Word. Um, so anyway, with, keep that in mind because I'm going to ask for some, some interaction here in a little bit. I feel like I'm talking really fast. But anyway, um, so Psalm chapter 8 is where we're going to start. And we're going to start where David is on one of those really, really high moments. The Lord has blessed him, kept him out of harm's way, kept him away from his enemies, and the way this starts out, I'm just picturing David's like hanging out and maybe it's an evening and a few stars are starting to come out and David's, David just starts 
vocalizing his, uh, his appreciation for God and where he's at in his life. So Psalm 8, verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, and out of the mouth, out of, the mouth of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foe to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? He's having one of those, man, God is so big and I'm, I'm so small kind of moments, but, but he still knows my name. That's kind of where he's at. You guys ever been there? I'm there, like right now. Like, this is awesome. Um, yeah, what, uh, where was I? What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, and the birds of the heavens, and the fish in the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And now he starts... Okay, that was, that was, I'm praising God because I'm up here. So now I'm going to testify because of what God brought me through to get me up to this point. And this is, this is a really important thing for all of us to do when we hit those high points, but then we start to slip back and we'll see, we'll see how to deal with that here in a minute. But <clears throat> chapter 9, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonder, wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. Now this is what he's going through. He just went through some wars. He's got people chasing him. Um, for, you, yeah, for, you have, for you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne... And, my eyes are going funky. There we go. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities, your, their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them is perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice. And he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed. The Lord is a stronghold in times of trouble. And those, and those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Now here's where he's telling other people, promoting other people to testify. So sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among, tell among the peoples his deeds. So David is at a, a very, very high point. He's just gone through some really rough points, but God, excuse me, God picked him up, helped him to uh, get his eyes right, get his perspective right of where the blessings come from, get his perspective right of who's in control of all these situations that he just listed out here in chapter 9. Do you guys ever... When, maybe when you're at the low points and you're really irritated by people who are really optimistic? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I tend to be 
fairly optimistic almost all the time. Um, there's other people that are really, really close to me uh, in my family, not in my home, but in my family. <laughs> um, I know, right? That's not even in my notes. But uh, there's other people in my family that are very, very negative. It's like my, I, I come into a room and my glass is half full. They come into the room, their glass is always half empty. Um, so that's, that's kind of the battle that we deal with a lot. So when we're, when we're going through highs, the world comes at us and tries to drag us down with negativity. That's, that's one of the ways that the devil comes at us. When we can be on top of that mountain and we can be praising God and, and, and worshiping and testifying, promoting others to testify, the devil's like, yeah, but you, you know what you did, and you don't deserve to be up here because God, I know what you did. God knows what you did. You know what you did. It just starts whispering in our ear, and that's another way that he can get us down the other side of that slope. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the positivity of, of um, the, the glass half full kind of mindset um, can really, really be annoying when you look at your glass as half empty. It's that perspective. Um, as I was preparing for this, I kept thinking of, uh, every, anybody remember the Ernest movies, Jim Varney? That dude was optimistic. Don't watch him when you're in a bad mood. <laughs> I loved Ernest. Know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? But yeah, he was, he was always upbeat, laughing with that goofy grin, there was other people that would show up in the shows and they'd be negative, like Ernest goes to camp, Lyle Lauzado played the construction worker. He was a negative dude, but Ernest, no. You guys remember that? Was I the only one that saw that? Okay, making sense a little bit? I should have had a clip. But anyway, um, Ernest was up against this big struggle being Lyle Alzado. He's a big dude. And uh, so he was up against this big struggle and he never lost hope. It was an impossible fight one-on-one, -on -one, but he had to figure out, use ingenuity, and, and uh, uh, eventually overcame this big obstacle that was impossible with his own strength. But he devised some little things, and it's probably not a great example. But um, when, uh, when we come up against negativity in our life, our perspective matters. Where, where our perspective come, comes from matters. Even when we're at the lowest points, we still know that God is in control. The world comes at us with everything it's got, but we got God. And what did God do? Overcome the world. We'll get to that here in a second. So we're going from David being on this high, high, high point, and the rest of nine follows suit, but then you get to Psalm 10, 1, and what's that say? Why, O oh Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in time of trouble? Now, go straight over there. In 9.9, it says, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. This is the same dude saying this, just half a page away. A stronghold in times of trouble. And it says, Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? What would make him change perspective that far? Mm-hmm. The world happened to him. He lost his, lost his perspective. Um, 
He's searching the Lord. Up here, we think we found the Lord, and he's blessing us, and he's being so good to us. And then we're like, yeah, okay, I got it from here. Appreciate all the help, though. And then we slide back down, and then all of a sudden we're asking, where are you at? How can you leave me in this time of trouble? And none of us go through that, right? (laughs) Liars. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, he's... uh, He's always there, whether we're at the, the pinnacles, the high points of our lives, or the low points of our lives, God is always in control. Even David acknowledged him. He said, you know, I'm way down here. Where are you at? He still, he, he still acknowledged that he's there. He didn't just up and move to a different galaxy or, or however that would work. Um, but he acknowledged that he's still there. So our perspective... Um, our perspective has to be derived from or driven through the truth of God's word, the truth about who he is, not what the world says. Because the world could tell me that I'm the best teacher ever. That's not a true perspective, right? All right. But what does God say? I'm loved. That's true. That's a true perspective. Um. Turn to John 16, verse 33. So a little bit ago, I I talked about, you know, me being an optimist, my glass is half full, and somebody in my family being a, a pessimist, or the glass is half empty, We need to realize that through Christ, the most important thing about that glass, half full or half empty, is that it's refillable. That's that's what Christ does in our lives, in our hearts. We all go from way up here to way down here, but what gets us back up here to a good level is Christ, and that's what he does in us. The Holy Spirit and, and what Christ did for us makes our glass refillable. So the world can pull us down to the low, low points. And John 16, 33, uh, it starts out, it says, I have said these things. What things? That's a good question. Um, if you look back the last several pages, everything in red, um, every pericope, it, pericopes are the, the chapters that have little uh, headers in there. Um, just look at some of those headers. Starting in 14, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's Jesus' teaching. Then it says, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. The next pericope is, I am the true vine. Then the next pericope is all about him and us being hated by the world, by the same world that drives our perspective a lot of times, too many times. And then it says, it goes on and Jesus teaches about the work of the Holy Spirit. Then how your sorrow will turn into joy. And now we come to, I have overcome the world. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So that's truth. That's a little bit of truth right there. The perspective of the world um, might tell us that, you know, just, just because we got a new truck or we made our mortgage payment on time or we're, whatever put us up here, um, the world tells us that that's, that's it. You got it. You nailed it. You got it covered. But that's the world's 
putting into our hearts what it wants us to know. And, and the, the jacked up thing about all this is we all live in this world. Everything around us is real. And we've only, we've only got a handful of years to do the best that we can with it. Now, the truth is God has already overcome this world. Through Jesus Christ, what he came to do to uh, live a sinless life, to die on a cross and take my sin, bury it, be, be resurrected, that's, that's truth. That should drive my perspective. Not what this world says, but what God says about me, that I am loved, I am chosen, I'm redeemed, I'm his. And through what he did, I can overcome whatever circumstance. Wayne told me to take it easy on the coffee earlier, or we're going to have to have an intermission. He might be right. Um, so just out of curiosity here, I'm going to make a little list. Um, I was going to ask for some interaction. So when it comes to, uh, when, we, when we start sliding down that slope and we're heading towards the bottom and we see it, what kind of things drive that? What happens in our lives that make that happen? Fear, Fear. okay. Difficulties, stress. Devil darts. Huh? Devil darts. Devil darts. about work. Things, things start heading south at work. It affects pretty much the rest of your life or just the rest of my life. Anybody else? <laughs> work. What was it? Hungry. Hungry? How so? Okay. What about finances? All right, so that's a pretty good list. Anything else right off the top of your head? The world overall, sickness, loneliness. All right, so that's a pretty, pretty healthy list. So... There we go. 
So when we're talking about things of this world that get you down, we have uh, fear, difficulty, stress, confusion, devil darts. Um, I wrote confusion twice. That's awesome. Uh, Busyness, confusion. That would be the one I write twice, right? Uh, Busyness, work, relationship, temptations, hunger, finances, distractions, kids, uh, man's opinion of us, sickness, loneliness. Um, Those are some really, really good reasons to be down in the dumps, right? I'm going to come back to all those here in just a second. Uh, 1 John chapter 5. So we're, we're still talking about our perspective, what drives it, the world or the truth of God. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. For anyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Now, why, how is that true? What did we just read? That Christ has overcome the world. And when we know God, who lives in us? Absolutely. So, what Christ did we now can do through him. Now, through ourselves. We can't, we can't bring ourselves back up here with a right perspective. It's Christ working through us. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes in Jesus, in, uh, believes that Jesus is the Son of God? That was a mouthful. So how do we, how do we overcome uh, th- this problem with our perspective? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everything that we've ever been through, whether it's fear, difficulty, stress, confusion, loneliness, finances, Jesus overcame the world. All of these things, all of these circumstances that control our perspective, Jesus has already overcome. We need to start living in that freedom. Fear is, fear is the big one. Fear is what motivates a lot of our decision-making. A lot of times we operate out of fear instead of out of the power of the Son of God that lives in us. So I've got one more chunk of verses, and it is Romans chapter 8. I was worried. I thought somebody stole my Romans there for a second. (laughs) Romans chapter 8, verses 34 through 39. Who was to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, and more than that, the one who raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, for you, for me, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things 
We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, let's go back to our list, nor fear, nor difficulty, nor stress, nor confusion. You can, you can insert all these. Um, fear of man, your kids, loneliness, um, distractions, finances, your work, hunger, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That should be where our perspective comes from. It's not what this world throws at us. It's not, it's not the house falling apart. We had electrical fire uh, last week. Uh, an outlet just started smoking. I'm like, <laughs> the dog sniffed it, came back and laid down. <laughs> He's great. So that was a huge distraction. Um, but we, we got it fixed. No, no big deal. Didn't lose the house yet. Um, but no matter what's going on, no matter what distractions you have, um, God is always there. Jesus is always present in your life. So when we have those moments when you're, when you're like David, um, and you're, you're, you're at the highest of highs, and you're praising God, and you're uh, going through, and you're out loud recounting all the things that he's done for you to get you up here. And then you get a Psalm 10:1 moment, and you're like, where did you go in my times of trouble? We can know that God is with us. He is all around us, but Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's the power to overcome. Jesus already overcame. We can do it too. So with that, I'm going to close, but I do want to leave you with kind of a question. Um, the question is this, whether it's your, your, your glass, glass is half empty or your glass is half full, we know that our glass is refillable. So what is determining your perspective? Is it the world, which happens a lot, or is it the truth of God? And if you answer it's the world most of the time, it is for all of us, but it's that perspective of uh, knowing his word, knowing what he's done for you, trusting and believing that, that can help us. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about earlier today, and I was actually talking with the elders about, is uh, Paul, when he was in prison. Um, you know what he did in prison? I mean, that's the, about as low as you can go. He sang. He rejoiced. He praised God in prison. How can you do that without, without the love of God overflowing you, consuming you, without the power of the Holy Spirit just pushing you on every single day? I know that that's something that I need to work on because too many times I let the world uh, dictate my perspective versus the truth about God, who he is and what he's done.